So today, and again, I'm going to be broadening the scope of the the subject matter. So it's not just me <laughs> ranting about myself. Um, it's this whole. I was supposed to, to to record this rant earlier, but then I got caught up in the whole, like, taking as many shots as possible in a location outside of Ottawa in order to get to that location, in order to be working in that location, in order to have a reason to basically go on an elongated kind of a road trip or... It's not road trip... It's like something in between road trip and relocation. Um, and, you know, you look at the various components. So for, for yeah, so this is a, this is a kind of a theme, right? This is a more broader theme. People kind of, you're dissatisfied where you are. Part of this is tied to the location. Part of it is an inner thing, right? Like you can... It's, it's like getting sober. Like, go ask people. Yes, getting sober is the thing that is, it really does change everything. Some, some real high is going on here. Tss, tss, damn, test. <laughs> test, test. In any case, sometimes that's the thing that is necessary in order to fix one's life. And it goes without saying, too, right? Being sober is better than not being sober. But, well, <laughs> from my perspective, but... There's also the reality of you can still be just as unhappy, right? It's 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 in the same vein as the um, quote unquote money can't buy you happiness. Yeah, okay, makes life a lot easier, but then it's still true, right? Like you could be you can be like Scott Storch, and I don't want to be like gossipy or you know what I mean or anything. But he and I'm only saying this because. He's putting it out. He's put it out there, right? He's put out his own addictions. Somebody who I who have kind of he kind of disappeared off the face of the music scene and not quite the earth, but the music scene had his little struggle with. It. It's like when you see the millions of dollars that's spent. It's like yeah, you're you're using millions of dollars to essentially chase a happiness that wasn't really there um, and that was never found so it's the same thing as like it's in the same ballpark as like okay you get sober um, yeah I'm sober now so therefore everything falls into place and it's like okay I, I can go into personal anecdote I think for some such as myself <laughs> um for people that are kind of like me, you realize after a while, after two, two and a half years, that you're like, oh, the the substances was 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 basically like the substances were the shot of adrenaline that was needed for me to actually act on things. Um, in, in in a more broader sense than like liquid courage, it was more like. You couldn't really, you you know, you couldn't get outside your head unless it was for this crutch. So I guess it's the same. It's like so when you don't have that crutch, then what's the what's the motivating factor to get outside of your head? 
was the motivating factor to do something. I, I was just given some recommended reading and I, I really don't want to be using... It's like... Oh boy. It's like... um. I just lost my train of thought because of that damn notification. Right. Given to, yeah, so I don't want to be con- I don't want to be taking in all kinds of information even though I do all the time, but it's virtually impossible in this vortex or matrix matrix of digital information. So I try and really limit what I consume to be like of total use in education. And I was given some recommended reading. One of them is like in a couple hundred pages, which isn't that much, especially if you get to skimming. Um, so I was reading something in between sets. I think it was it came up to maybe be like less than 200 pages. And you kind of get the general. And then depending on how the books are written, sometimes it's like a paragraph on a page. So, And I'm just reading this in PDF. And I'm doing it in between sets during, you know, calisthenics routine. And as I'm walking somewhere, I'm on the bus or... In the in, sometimes even walking in public, or like I'm having a coffee, I'm quoting Wilton Hortons. It's like I could leave with the coffee, or I could sit there, drink it, and then read a bit of the pages, some of the pages here and there. So there's ways to sort of moderate your information intake. But I was just given two. One book is in French, and I can actually I can read French and understand it. Let me see what it is here. Uh, what's the book called? I think it's called Le Chef d'Oeuvre. So I know my pronunciation. That's, that's what I'm saying. I can read and understand it, but my actual pronunciation is shit. And this book came up in the. Um, so okay, so one is Le Chef d'Oeuvre by. By, I'm looking at iBooks right now. Balzac. Let's see. Okay. Honoré de Balzac. Um, from La Bibliothèque Electronique du Quebec. And then another one was Get Out of Your Mind and Into Your Life. And it's kind of like... These things, I think these particular books would have been useful like maybe a year ago. Right now. Oh, yeah. Here's a PSA. <laughs> all of these digital networks. Oh, shit. All these digital networks that are basically running scared because of um, the Facebook fiasco, as I was saying. I just get the notification that Tinder is like. It's like I hadn't gone on Tinder in like a week. I go on straight away. Yeah. You know what? Let's read this. <laughs> okay, first let me go back to the Okay, let me we'll go we'll get into that. But first let me go back to iBooks. Um Yeah, it's like these books that are basically in some ballpark of self-help. That's why I was like, I don't know if I want to read this. Because basically You know, it's all it's all like motivational self-help. Self-help and motivation are in the same sort of general category of you know of book theme subject matter. It's like your life is fucked up, therefore you need to read this, and it's kind of like I don't really want to read. 
read part of one, which is another one called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And, I, and you know, books are, you know, literature is important, and these people are professionals and literary artists and so on, and, you know, it's good. But again, I'm trying to be more in an actual doing mode, and that's, that's what I'm reaching. Now, is it to say that some of these books can help in some way? Um, they can if you act on them. Again, it's all, it's all down to what you do. Right? You can't just be reading things forever. Um, so what, 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 what's the whole... What's the, kind of the moral of all of this? It's basically limiting the information, being able to act on the information... Reading, reading it efficiently I mean I know the whole concept of like oh I'm reading a good book in front of the fireplace or whatever that's good you know but I think if it for what was the original theme that I actually had here what was I talking about obviously nobody's gonna answer because <laughs> you're listening to this after I've recorded it I was talking about um give me give me a moment give me a moment here so yeah, growing up, I was a bit of a bookworm, especially in a world in which, and I'm not, I'm not that old. I'm just saying that before digital content, the standard mediums by which you learn are print, which is what's mostly in school, but then they incorporate video into school. And yes, oh yeah, sound too, right? Audio. So I was a bit of an FM, like I used to stay up late listening to radio and shit like all night, recording to cassette, listening to community radio, uh, community radio, which I eventually had a show on, but then fucked up anyway. <laughs> um, um, so I was a bit of a bookworm. So, but then, you know, again, I was talking in, in some other episodes about education styles and learning styles and it's like... You know, at some point you realize you're more of an audio learner. Like I'd rather hear an, a podcast or something like what I'm doing here, a train of thought. Or, you know, or I'd rather just have the video on in the background. I know there's video. I mean, I know that's how people, some people, some people treat their YouTube, cha- YouTube channels like that. It's just kind of like they throw up a visual on top of the sound and you can tell the sound was the more important thing. And then the, vi- the visual is just like a still image. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been kind of doing that too, just to like... You know, just to say that I, I put video out. But anyway, so I was a bookworm and um, being a bookworm, you know, I, you read so much and now it's like, you know, it is time consuming. I know it sounds fucked up to say, but I don't have all the time in the world like I did when I was a kid. So I can't just be reading shit like all the time. This is this is another reason why I'm this is another reason why I'm um at least in this in the scenario of full books, hundreds of pages. I know I know there's this kind of like we must read books again and so on kind of philosophy. To me, I'm actually glad that I have PDFs and things. I know PDFs this is and this is the thing too. We romanticize the medium. It's like oh traditionally like libraries are gonna go out of business. It's like is it the or whatever. It's like is it the library and the format that's important or is it the information you know, that's held within the format and the medium. You know what I mean? Anyway, 
But I was just, <laughs> I know it's a tangent, but I was just reading about um, Le Chef d'Oeuvre Inconnu. It's a reflection. This is from Wikipedia. And this, and I, I was suggested this, and I just went and looked for the PDF. And I kind of, I saw that it was in French, and I'm like, all right. So I didn't really look into it more. But here's the plot summary, and this is going to resonate with, this already, it's like I read this as I was re-listening to the last recording of the rants to see where I could, where I lost my train of thought and where I can pick up again. And, I'm, and in that time, I was looking at Wikipedia at the summary of Le Chef d'Oeuvre Inconnu. So here's the plot summary. Young Nicolas Poussin, as yet unknown, visits the painter Porbus in his workshop. He's accompanied by the old master Frenhofer, who comments ex- expertly on the large tableau that Porbus has just finished. The painting is of Mary of Egypt, and while Frenhofer, or Frenhofer, maybe that's what it is, Frenhofer, Frenhofer, wow, Frenhofer sings her praises, he hints that the work seems unfinished. With some slight touches of the paintbrush, Frenhofer transforms Porbus, probably Porbou or something, Porbou's, no, it is Porbus, Porbus's painting such that Mary the Egyptian appears to come alive before the very eyes. Sorry if there's any Quebecois or people in France listening and I'm, I'm like butchering the, the pronunciation. Although Franhofe has mastered his technique, he admits that he has been able, unable to find a suitable model for his own masterpiece, which depicts a beautiful courtesan called Catherine Lescaut, known as La Belle Noiseuse. He has been working... Keep in mind, I took French immersion too. I took French immersion back in the day. Anyway, um, he has been working on this future masterpiece, which no one has seen yet, for 10 years. Poussin offers his own lover, Gillette, as a model. Gillette is so beautiful that Franhofer is inspired to finish his project quickly. Poussin and Porvis come to admire the painting, but all they can see is the part of a foot that has been lost in a swirl of colors. Their disappointment drives Franhofe to madness and he destroys the painting and dies that night. That's fucked. Uh, let's see. Influence on artists. Paul Cezanne strongly identified with Franhofe once saying, Franhofe c'est moi. Critic Jean Kier argues that Cezanne's own attempts to paint the news were heavily influenced by Balzac's portrayal of Franhofe's work. Mm, okay, so without really, go- that's just from Wikipedia. Let's see the sources here. External links, references. External references. External external links. Mm. Oh, there's an audio version in French. Anyway, there's just mostly translations. But um, the whole unfinished work, work that's unfinished for years... This is, you know, any artist or creative or even normal people. <laughs> normal people. Oh my god, normal people. It's like this reminds me of something that this is a conversation. Um I did this course and um the lecturer, the instructor is like, Yeah, can you tell me the difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org? And then the the girl sitting beside me is like wordpress.org is the one that we use and by we meaning like it was like that particular that particular class was about programming she's like 
WordPress.org is the one that we use, and WordPress.com is for normal people. <laughs> I just burst out laughing. I'm like, wow, normal people. Normal people that don't get into programming and multimedia. It's basically the same thing here. It's like people who aren't creative are normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. So yeah, it's like it's so again. This is this is all tied to the original where this whole rant cast took a turn to, towards an actual subject matter driven quote unquote podcast. It's like analysis paralysis, not completing shit, overthinking. You know, it's the same thing. And so I was so basically the reason why this book was suggested to me through a Twitch stream. I went live on Twitch. Uh, and I was engaging some people there, and then the one dude is like, "I think what was I talking about? I don't remember." <laughs> but then, oh yeah, I was talking about the war of art, and um, the theme of I think I've spoken about this in this rantcast about like we create all these like it's like procrastination and all the various ways we talk ourselves out of actually doing something creative or any kind of projects and. We set up these, there's like these mental roadblocks and hurdles that, you know, some are innate, some we set up ourselves, and then we don't pursue the thing that we want to pursue, blah, blah, blah. And then the dude's like, oh, yeah, it's like this book. And then he he hits me, types it into the, into the chat. And so I Google that, and that's what I just read there. That's, that's the book. But then another one that was suggested to me, get out of your mind. This is like, what do they call this? They have a name for this. It's like a th- this is like for therapy. This is like a workbook, actually. So Stephen C. Hayes, PhD, with Spencer Smith, uh, learn step by step how mindfulness and acceptance can help you ooh, overcome depression, transform emotional pain, free yourself from negative thinking and self judgment, commit to what you care about, live a life of value, get out of your mind and into your life. The new acceptance and commitment therapy. So what, oh, they call it ACT. Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. And it's 220 pages, and i kind of been going through. And again, some of this is work, a workbook, too, so you got to kind of, like, sit there and actually do <laughs> the steps. It's like, hey, hey, it's like doing the steps versus just kind of, like, reading it. You know what I mean? And it is interesting, too, because there's 12 steps, right? And, you know, the various steps are different stages. I think most people would know the steps of, like, you probably know that. It's almost a meme at this point. Like, somebody calls you in the middle of the night, and they're like, yeah, bro, or sis, I'm sorry for fucking, uh, you know, robbing you at gunpoint back in the day. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And it's like some dude that was a fiend that you knew, like, or an alcoholic or whatever you knew, who, robbed, who like, robbed you at gunpoint in... in in high school and you're now like 35 and they're now getting sober and they're now telling you like yeah i'm sorry and you're like, what meanwhile that's a step um <laughs> i know that was a strange anecdote but but it's true right like that happens a lot so it's like that's a step um that's and I, I don't know i don't remember what step that is but you'll see that in the book um well the the 12 steps book there's the big book i don't want to preach about AA here i'm just telling you i'm just saying that there's there's a because i can't preach it because i only went for three or four months and i was like all right i've seen enough of what i need to see um that is a 
it's an ongoing process. The overall theme is an ongoing process that you can't just jump from being like, I don't do shit to, eh, maybe you can actually. I think some people can. Some people can turn a switch. Like they wake up, they they read five, they read, and I guess this is the thing, right? With the, when I, when I kind of go off on these quotes and these these Instagram accounts and these you know Facebook accounts and the Twitter quotes and so on and so forth, and you know what I mean. I think at one point I was like, on my Twitter feed, I would see a lot of these things, and I'm like, oh, that's a cool quote, and I like them. But I never, I never really use them as a crutch. But some of them are good, and then suddenly I got started to get followed by like the the like motivational Twitter world or whatever. And let's talk about these. There's these there's these accounts that are like they're like the quasi woke, so they're like the black inspired woke motivational accounts. And I almost want to shout them out because I'm pretty sure they're not real people. But <laughs> there's one like Maria Blanding, and there's another one that's like you know Camille Hayes or something and there's these various names and they have these very 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 queen looking women as avatars and then they'll just they'll all basically tweet out the same like series of motivational quotes they'll just kind of switch the order of whichever one will tweet them out it's probably always one person and I'm sure <laughs> and then they'll use like the the hashtag affirmation you know, like okay and what, what was I what was another one there's another one um the Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Bisling Peel, which is funny because I think I start. that's another thing, I started off the rants cast when I started to take this a bit more seriously. That was one of, but I was so self-conscious about expressing my own opinion. One of the things I would do would be like, you can scroll all the way back if you care. You can scroll back and you can hear, you can hear me reading parts of this, narrating parts of this book, which is funny because now that I'm like, now that I'm like anti-motivation, but it's more like, you know, it's like, this is the thing. You get into a feedback loop of negative self-talk and you need something to break out of it. So it depends, you know, but this is, again, you can't use it as a crutch. Like I haven't opened that book in a while because I don't feel it's necessary. It's like the doing of the thing that you want to do is the thing that's going to get you out of your, it's kind of like when those people on in my, my Twitch chat chatter kind of like, <laughs> they're like, the only way you can, what was the one guy? He's like, get your shit together if you, if, you know, people should get, get their shit together if you um, want to be less depressed and you're kind of like, that doesn't really mean anything, but I get what you're trying to say. Or what's the other one? Another dude said something. Oh yeah, he's like, don't be pissed, don't just, just don't get pissed off at things. And I'm like, that's not, it's not that simple, but yes, I get it. It's also like the people that say, just snap out of your depression, you know, and so on. And it's kind of like, it doesn't really work like that, but that's actually a very good thing to tell people some people some people need to hear that anyway thanks for listening i'm going to get into the tinder privacy shit next episode <laughs>